Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Planet Protectors podcast. We are back in action after taking the summer off, and oh, am I excited to start this new season of the podcast. To start it off, we have a very special guest with a super interesting interview. So let's get right into it. Today's special guest is someone who started a new way of recycling black plastic in Toronto. He started his company, Plastic Flux, with his friend, and it has taken off ever since. Plastic Flux now upcycles black plastic and turns it into various types of furniture. They have been able to divert almost 25,000 plastic containers from landfills and collect over 1,000 pounds of plastic just in 2023. Please give a warm welcome to Hanson Wong from Plastic Flux. So first off, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for, for having me. Happy to be here. No problem. What started the idea of Plastic Flux and how did you create it? Because it's amazing. So where did this idea come from? Yeah, um, first off, thank you. Um, this idea really came from uh, my co-founder and I during COVID um, when we noticed that there are still moments where the office was still open and they were still doing a lot of you know, different takeouts and things like that. Um, and during our time working at different startups, um, we noticed again that there was a lot of takeout containers, but because they were black plastic, it was never recycled. And there was always a giant pile of it in the office um, before you know the trash gets taken out. Um, and so we kind of thought there has to be a better solution because we both know that black plastic is not recycled. And so we knew it was going to the landfill and there has to be a better solution to it than it just going to the landfill yeah absolutely and we're going to go back to that black plastic why it isn't recyclable in a little bit mm -hmm. um so the next thing is also it's the process so clearly mm -hmm. there has to be a process from when the plastic is used to when it becomes amazing creations by your company so what is the process from collecting the plastic to creating your products and what do you make out of the black plastic? Yeah, so the process is quite long. Um, we basically collect it from the general public um, and some small businesses. And once we've collected it, um, usually I would want to say like 85% of it is clean or people have already washed them. Um, if they're not clean, unfortunately, like the two of us have to clean it ourselves. Um, and then once we have it cleaned, we cut it down to size and put it into a shredder because our shredder is actually fairly small. Um, we shred it into flakes and then we put it into a sheet press that applies heat, melts it and applies pressure to it at the same time. And then once we've created these sheets, uh, it essentially works like wood. Um, you can cut it down with any regular building tool or like band saws, scroll saws, uh, circular saws, and you can like drill into them. So once you have these sheets, you can then make coffee tables, end tables, uh, coasters, basically whatever you can kind of think of. Um, that's kind of what we're, we're building right now. So That's amazing. So when you said you sometimes have to clean the black plastic yourself, do you mean just like, like you would wash dishes, like just scrub it with soap and water? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Yikes. So if you are going to give black plastic to your company, always make sure to wash it ahead of time. Yes, please. We, we would really appreciate that. <laughs> so going back to the black plastic, 
why is it not recyclable in Toronto? Um, from what we understand and from what we've researched, um, Toronto uses a optic sorting machine, meaning it goes based on color and the conveyor belt is black. And when there's a black container on a black belt, basically the the machine registers it as there's nothing here. Um, and then it basically can't recycle it. Oh, so why has there not been new technology created to account for this? Um, <clears throat> I'm not entirely sure. I know for like on one end, there is technology that already exists that can sort it. I think it might just be a function of um, implementing it will be very costly. Um, and it takes time for older systems to kind of adapt new new technologies. Like, for example, if you were to go to the hospital and you look at their, you know, administrative system, it's very, very old and it's very, you know, ancient um, in a way. There are definitely faster technologies can, that can do what it does. Um, but once you try and implement it, you kind of have to rewrite the entire system. Uh, so I think it's kind of the same with, you know, the recycling system where this technology does exist, but to try and implement it would be pretty difficult because you would have to essentially restart or interrupt a system that's already going. Um, the other end to it, though, is from our understanding is there isn't a really big market for black plastic uh, in terms of like the recycled material. Um, so there also isn't a reason to implement that uh, sorting system and you know ability to recycle it. Yeah, but well, let's hope we can make that market for black plastic a little bigger, right? Yeah, yeah, working on that. Yeah. So when I was doing research for this interview, I found that new plastic or virgin plastic is is cheaper than recycled plastic, which I found interesting because it's from mm -hmm. new materials. Do you know why that is? Um, I think part of it is the actual process to get the recycled plastic into a usable form again. Um, most of the plastic is post-consumer, right? So they've already served some initial purpose, which means there's some form of contamination in whatever way it was used. So for example, the takeout container, you know, there's food in it. Um, and now that you have this container, if you're trying to recycle it and use it for something else, you essentially have to wash it, clean it, and then break it down and then format it in a way where now you can use it in whatever way you're trying to use it. Um, so there is a lot of labor involved, um, which you don't necessarily have with, you know, virgin or new plastic. Okay. That's, that's interesting. So speaking of like upcycling and reusing all this plastic, do you have any tips for people in their everyday lives on how they can upcycle plastic? Uh, I want to say yes. And part of it is, you know, you kind of have to be very creative with what you're using. Um, and I think often people kind of perceive these takeout containers or just containers in general as like fairly cheap and like they're not very durable, but they actually are. Um, you just, again, have to be creative with using it. Uh, so, you know, I know a lot of people use them for uh, nursery pots or like, you know, initial growing pots uh, and things like that. Um, so I, I think it's just a function of, is this a problem that I have and is it possible for me to use a container or use some sort of plastic? And then if it is yes, then 
can I use a plastic that already exists or do I have to go and purchase a new one, right? Um, but it does require that initial step of thinking, oh, can I actually just reuse something that I already have? Um, and it does require some degree of creativity because again, you can drill holes into it, you can build with it to a certain extent. Um, it's just a function of needing to think about it that way. Yeah, absolutely. And I've definitely had my fair share of uh, nursery plant pots out of plastic water bottles. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely some good tips out there, especially yeah. on like certain websites and all that fun stuff. Yeah, there, there are a lot of really creative people out there. And, you know, if you just kind of scour the internet, someone somewhere will have already thought about it. Yeah, exactly. So where do you see Plastic Flux in five years? Ooh, um, this is a big question. Yeah. Uh, ideally, I would like to say we're, for, for one, definitely still operating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is quite a, a difficult thing to kind of maneuver around and get our business rolling. Um, but in, in the big picture, we really hope to be um, almost like a household name that people know of us as a material company. Um, for us, both my co-founder and I, um, as a little bit of context, we came from a science background. So we're not very much designers or industrial di designers. So, you know, for us to create furniture and things like that, we have, you know, some ideas, but it's very limited. But we want to be able to provide this material to people that are a lot more creative and a lot smarter than us that can do really crazy and creative things. So in five years, we're really hoping that we are that household name where people can say, hey, I'm thinking of building this project. Oh, what if I use Plastic Flux to build it? Um, and we really want to just empower people to be part of this, this movement because in the grand scheme of things, plastic waste is such a big problem. Like there's no point in us housing, you know, the material and saying, you know, we are everything, you know, we need more people on board and we want to empower people to be creative and use this material. Yeah, and you have had an amazing startup and I'm sure that in five years time and maybe even before that, you will be well on your way to being a household name. So I have total faith. Thank you. So I live in Toronto and I would love to, I'd love to donate some black plastic if I have any and I'm sure a lot of people listening would like mm -hmm. to do that too. Yeah. So. Are there any drop-off points where people can bring their black plastics? Yeah, so we currently have two collection points. Uh, one is in Kensington Market at 6x8 Market. Um, the address specifically is 184 Baldwin Street. Um, and then the other location we have is the Green Jar on uh, St. Clair Avenue West. Um, and the specific address is 116 St. Clair Avenue West. Perfect. Well, I will be sure to uh, donate some plastic if I have any. Awesome. Thank you. And I will also be sure to put your website and Instagram handle in the show notes so all of our listeners can check out your company and all the amazing things that you're doing. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. And I look forward to seeing all the amazing things you continue to do um, online. Awesome. Thank you for having me.